Hi everyone, this is Heather and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called Life Gives You What You Are is a Tough Pill to Swallow. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? When people say that you're getting basically what you are and especially when it feels like a storm around you, do you really want to believe that that's what you are? <laughs> Let's get into it today, guys. Thanks for joining. Oh my goodness, did this ring true today, guys. Whew. I mean, I love when the universe just hands you the perfect example to talk about, but not in this scenario. You know, life giving you what you are, it is a tough pill to swallow because we all have tough times, right? And especially when you're having a tough time, do you ever want to own that? It's your own fault? <laughs> not so much, at least not for me. Ugh. So yeah, I was trying to get this podcast going today, and it's the first um, Tuesday, I guess, <laughs> I had to think about what day it is, that my kids are home on summer vacation, and I have to record with them here, and I totally forgot to record this morning when I intended to. I was really excited about book writing this morning. I just got so caught up in it. And then we had a crazy thing to deal with that happened last night. Um, we have a, a floating swim raft that got detached and floated, thank goodness, got stuck at the neighbors and didn't keep going all the way downtown. But um, at any rate, we had to try to get it reconnected and all these things, right? So I was kind of in an emotional storm of sorts, you know, of stress and worry of, oh, now I've got to get this podcast going and I had put it off and now I've got just a small window of time and... Oh, do you want to hear the storm that follows? Because it was giving me what I was in big, big quantities. So the first thing that happened is I tried to start recording. And oh my goodness, I record in GarageBand on my MacBook Pro computer. That's how I, I record these. And I opened it up, guys. It was blank. <laughs> I mean, like as in none of the settings were there. The library was disappeared. I don't know what happened. Uh, a couple days ago, I did hit something on my keyboard and the volume instantaneously dropped and I knew I had messed something up, but I didn't know what it was. I put it off and then, you know, sure as heck, it's time to use it and I don't know what's going on. I couldn't get my voice to come through. Nothing was working. It looked blank. I couldn't get anything to connect. Um, that starts a storm within you, right? Like this internal, like, oh no, panic sets in, fear, and all these, these emotions that literally become a, like a wind tunnel of, you know, it starts to suck you down a spiral. And so within seconds, I just got a very sad text from friends that, oh, their dog, who was like, I want to say 17 years old or something, unbelievably old at any rate um, for a dog. And the sweetest dog that we've loved for so many years just passed away. And I just received the news. Like, I, I just, sometimes things start sucking to you, you know, and, and this whole sort of downward spiral that started just kept getting worse. So I had to remove myself. I stepped out of the room. I sent some images to the friends of the dog when he was young and oh there see look at that. Now I'm getting nice messages back. But um I sent some messages out 
and um, with photos and all these things. And I um, took a moment to step out with my kids and help them get set up outside to play. Took some deep breaths. <laughs> I actually said thank you to God. Thank you to the universe for having all of this go wrong because I know it was to teach me a lesson. It was to get me back on track. It was to give me a message to communicate today. Whatever it was, I knew it was to serve me. I knew it was in my best interest and I just went with it. I went to full gratitude mode of, I don't know what it is, but I know it was for me. So thank you. It's all good. I'm going to stay calm. I just allowed it to move through. Like I acknowledged it. It was hard. I have every right to have felt this sort of like, you know, fear and worry inside me. I just acknowledged it. It was okay, but I'm going to let it go. Just in doing that set me free. I kid you not, like the, the swim goggles my son was looking for, they appeared. My dog who was barking, he's settled down and is quietly sleeping in the corner of the room right now, not interrupting my podcast for one of the first times. Um, you know, my... Um, what else? My garage band just started working again. I remembered that I needed to unplug everything, my USB, all my stuff after having reset everything, plug it back in, go to where I had good internet reception, <laughs> you know, all these little details, tried it again and it was there. It was fine, <laughs> but it was unbelievable to me that like maybe an hour of my life just got sort of taken over and hijacked. And we don't want our lives to be hijacked, right? So if you allow your emotional spirals to get out of control, much like a twister, you know, they gain and gain and they grow. Um, and it even makes me think of like a hurricane, you know, in the sense that like what happens to it, whether it hits land or whether it continues to, you know, move in the water and and gather, you know what I mean? Like what, this is what I'm getting at. What energy do you want to feed into it? Do you want it to grow? Or are you going to just step outside of it enough? That outsider point of view, by the way, when you're not inside the heat of all the emotional stuff, oh my goodness, it's almost laughable if you can look at yourself, you know, like almost step outside of yourself and observe and just be like, wow, how much energy I just dumped into this. Now, I can't tell you the last time I got that energy energetically like charged up over something that I was excited about. But yet when things start to go wrong, holy cow, my energy was through the roof. I was about ready to throw this computer out the, the window. So there's some stuff in there. <laughs> there's some deep rooted stuff in there that I get that annoyed so quickly when it doesn't all just fall in line for me. But yet I don't get equally as fired up and as excited about when things are falling in place. And if we could, guess what we'd be putting so much more energy into all the good stuff. And then that stuff would just sort of sprinkle down with ease. But instead, you know, the fact that it's giving us what we are, it gets so frustrating because we are most often guys in our day, bored, meh, angry, stressed, fearful, tired. Like, are these the things we want our energy in? Ah, no. And that's not what we want to be because that's what we'll get back. So 
we've got to find a way. And I know it sounds like, I mean, I keep saying this, but it's hard because listen, if our mental state is there, it's there for a reason. There's things that are feeding it, right? There's these outside factors that we can't always control. There's other people. There's, you know, these things like the computer not working when it needs to work. Um, And it feels like without our control, we're just victim to these emotions and whatever comes up, we're just going to have to deal with. But if you could just even pause in the moment, as soon as you start feeling it build up like that, it's like a reminder. Someone's holding up the mirror and going, whoa, look at yourself. Just stop and look at yourself. (laughs) And as soon as you can do that, it's usually like, oh my gosh, I just gave way too much energy to that. You know, this is not life or death. Yes, it's frustrating. Even worst case scenario, if I couldn't get this done by deadline, which is technically tomorrow morning, like, well, late tonight, because I like to have it already pre-set to drop early in the morning before I'm even awake. So worst case scenario, couldn't get it done by then. Had to come back at it tomorrow. Will the world stop turning if my podcast doesn't show up until a day late one time? Absolutely not. It's my own thing I've set up in my mind that this has to happen at this time because I like for things to be consistent, you know? But do I like for things to be consistent at the expense of my calm energy and my peace of mind? and all these other things, no. Like if I had done a great job all week of staying in a great positive place, it can all be canceled out with one 24 hour span of absolute nonsense, especially when it's fed by the amount of energy I just had behind that anger. Like I know that even if I spent 20 hours of this day in good place of like light and you know calm and peace and whatever it doesn't compare to like those four hours of like supercharged frustration anger like all that stuff the screaming the whatever the you know just wanting to put this thing through the window it doesn't compare because I wasn't put I was hanging out yeah I might have been calm and relaxed and not in a bad mood but not in a bad mood, let me just remind you, is not a good mood. Being meh, okay, complacent, like existing, is not a good energetic frequency, state of mind, place. You're not attracting anything good into your life. And remember, we are attracting every single second of every single day. So whether you like it or not, whether your energy is a good or bad, you're drawing something into your next you know, few hours, your next day, you are creating your tomorrow through your emotional experience today. So especially, I know a lot of the people from my Facebook group who are dealing with grief, listen to this podcast, hear me clearly on this. You can spend all day long trying to stay out of the funk of feeling down and low and, you know, sad and all of that. It is not going to lead to a happy tomorrow. It's not until you can find something good in the day to get just as charged up about as all that negative emotional energy. And we know how strong that force is, right? When you really get those waves of grief that come over, that is emotionally charged, powerful energy. So you have to have good times that are strong enough to not just compete with that, but cross that 50% mark so that it's 
tipping the scales in your favor for the day to the positive side of the force here, <laughs> right? So you need to get it all the way to the good side for the majority of the day. So if the majority of the day you could be like, I mean, people tell me this all the time. I was good. I had a good day. It was pretty good. It was, what'd you do? That's great. No, you know, I mean, I just, I wasn't crying all day and in my bed, I was able to like get up and do things. That's still not good, guys. Let's set our standards so much higher because we are what we are <laughs> or what we're being, what we're emotionally putting out. It's what we're going to keep getting. And it is like whoever we are, whatever we are doing is what our existence will be. And if it's meh, well, then you just signed yourself up for a meh life. <laughs> we don't need that. We need joy. We need the good stuff. We need some wins, for goodness sakes. We've had enough loss. So if you want to swing the pendulum in that direction, you've got to find a way to get engaged in things that bring you joy. And it doesn't matter how little it is. It really does not. Find anything. Like Start making some lists. Start figuring out what brings you happiness? And it doesn't have to be exuberant happiness to begin with. It can just be something that like, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it, right? Because that's just a little, that's like the running start, right? Because <laughs> we're not going to go full on into a sprint. Nobody's going to be able to start cracking up and having a grand old time right off the bat, which is what I'm saying we need to be all the time. But you got to start somewhere. So start the ball rolling by doing something that feels pretty good. You know, something that you can look forward to and actually be, you know, on the end, on the side of like looking forward to and getting your hopes up a bit. You know, that little, your heart starts to race. Like when I know I'm writing, cause I love to write and I'm about to go sit down with pen and paper or, you know, fingers to keyboard. <laughs> I immediately have that sort of like excitedness. Like I can't wait to sit and start digging in, you know, and some people feel this way about a good book. Other people might feel this way about, you know, going to the dog park. I don't know. Whatever it is, it gives you that little bit of like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Go spend time with the grandkids. Go whatever for a nice brisk walk. But if there's something that just charges you up a little bit, start there. You know, for me, the warm breeze in my face outside and give me some a pen and paper or whatever so I can start writing. Oh my goodness, I'm in heaven. And that peace is such a good place to start because, you know, it's for me, peace is just the first step. And then after I got my peace is when I started to get my moments of smiles and like, you know, like nice times. And then from there, I was able to get a chuckle. From there, I was able to actually have a belly laugh. From there, I was actually able to look forward to a day. So it was like a progression. It wasn't an overnight light switch. This was not like a simple task either. I had to be consciously aware of my thoughts all day long and notice every time my emotions started to swing to that negative side again. That's not an easy thing to do. And some people start with a timer or a, you know, just every hour check in and go, where am I at now? How is this feeling at the moment? You know, have I maintained it or every time I do a check-in, am I back to meh again? <laughs> and if so, then maybe on the hour, every hour, you've got to do a little something to shake it up. You know, so finding your methods to get you back to it is going to be a great, a great thing. Hold on one second, because if you can hear the little people in the background, we're going to have a little more interruption than usual this summer. So hold one second. So the kid frenzy. Yes, this could be something uh, that definitely could spiral me into stress. But you know what? What I think part of the lesson here 
is letting all these little things just be little things. It's funny how, um, I don't know if it's that we're set in our ways or what it is, but I feel like the older I get, the more like annoyed by small things I get. And it's like, now I'm just starting to turn this around and realize this is ridiculous, you know? And it still comes like, it's almost like a habit now for me, this go-to emotional response, but I'm so aware of it is the difference. And I think it's that acknowledgement that makes all the difference. Cause as soon as you acknowledge it, you can let it go. And then it becomes, instead of your new way of being, <laughs> it becomes a moment that you can grow from. And that's so much more powerful, right? When you have these, I don't know, accidental emotional spikes of, you know, stuff in the negative and the things that you can just recover from it quick. You don't have to let it wreck your whole day. And that's kind of how I deal with grief. You know, I allow for moments of sadness. I mean, if I didn't, it's like, you know, my person never happened and he did happen and he was wonderful. So the loss is significant and it needs acknowledgement. Shoving it down doesn't fix it, guys. And so I always allow it. I always acknowledge it. And then I allow the pivot to happen. Let it just be the moment and let yourself turn to the light. So that's how I roll through things. And I think today was just a really great example because like I said, I could have just gotten really annoyed that my kids didn't follow the instructions I gave them, which was to not come in, you know, making all kinds of noise in the other room and all of that. But instead I was like, you know what? They're on summer vacation and they're kids. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. So I paused the podcast recording. I headed out there found out what they were coming to see me that was so pressing to them and in their world it was important and um you know we took care of it we went to our neighbors we had a conversation we did whatever and then after they had that acknowledgement they were able to be on their way and and happy to go follow the directions they were given and all of that but you know they they had a need at that moment too and um and now, because I was able to deal with it well, I was able to step back from it. And remember, they just got hit with more loss, right? And I know it's an animal, guys, but and it wasn't even their pet, but it was a pet that they loved. And they did just get that information about five minutes before they interrupted me. So now I'm very proud of myself for the way I handled it because I didn't just emotionally spew on them, <laughs> you know, because I was frustrated. I was able to just, you know, <laughs> be with them. And, um, and honestly, it just took a few minutes of my time for them to feel like they got what they needed. And now, you know, we're, we're moved on. And this was, you know, seconds later or whatever, instead of before where things like this sometimes can consume hours or, or even days if you let things fester because what happens is it builds right if I had this underlying stress and anger and then I didn't find my way back to the light to pivot it would have just attracted more of it so it, it not necessarily that one event would have taken over my day but it would have led to more events more things to be frustrated with and we all know we don't need that right now. <laughs> we don't need that ever, but certainly for those of you from the grief community that are joining me, and I mean, we all deal with grief, right, at some point in our lives, um, you know, so this isn't new news to anybody, but it can just be so all-consuming. And and I think these little 
reminders and check-ins and things, it can really help to make sure we're talking moments and not huge consumptions of days and, and beyond. All right, quick break, guys. Don't go anywhere. There's so much more to come. Today, I just wanted to remind you guys that I run a grief community on Facebook, and it is a free group for anybody to join who has experienced soul-crushing loss. Um, it really is aimed at those who've lost a soulmate, but there are others inside there who have dealt with um, hard divorce, who have um, lost somebody that was just so important in their lives that they need any strategies they can get and a community that understands and that's what it's there for. Um, I do some free coaching inside and it is just the most positive and wonderful group of people I can't say enough about. If you want to grab a link to join that, it is a private group. So um, there's a, about usually up to about a week. Sometimes it takes me. It depends on how on top of it I am to allow new faces in. Um, and it just kind of screens and make sure that the right people are coming in so that, uh, you know, we're all with like-minded people. I don't want to say like-minded, but people experiencing the same things that we are. So it feels like a nice safe space. So anyway, if you want to grab the link to join in on that, I will drop it in today's podcast description. All right, now back to the show. So I want to go back to the title of today's episode because <laughs> I feel like it, there's a lot in there. So life gives you what you are is a tough pill to swallow. So life giving you what you are. Let's get into that just a smidge. Um, <laughs> people who are really happy, positive, joy-filled people, I think it's easy to see how a lot of those people have really, really Ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I don't, I, I, I guess just inspired lives. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what the term is I want to say, but you know, it's filled with the good stuff. Now it's like a chicken or egg question because some people will say, well, that's just because they have the rose colored glasses that they see everything through that lens and they think everything's hunky dory and they're, you know, taking happy pills and I don't think that's true. <laughs> I actually think that in remaining in that space and frame of mind that, you know, life's happening for you and not to you, I think that it starts to make you just a magnet for all the good stuff. So that stuff keeps coming into your existence and it proves the point that, you know, when let like attracts like, I mean, start there, you know, because you're positive, you're going to get positive experiences. But um, it further reinforces to people to stay in that headspace because they start to get rewarded for it, right? I think of science and back to Pavlov's dog. I don't know if you all know this, but it's like, you know, if you get rewarded for something, then you tend to go back and do it again. You know, you start to learn. There's an association. It feels good, so wow, now more feeling good. But the problem is, <laughs> the same holds true for those who are in sort of a negative headspace, right? So if you're somebody who's always coming at things from like, oh, can you believe another thing? Or, oh my gosh, isn't this always the way? You know, people that say that stuff, it yeah, it will always be the way. It will keep coming at you because you're expecting it to and you're in the mindset of it and you're looking for it. And so the universe, God, is going to keep showing it to you. You want it, here it comes. <laughs> right? So um, 
So in that way, I think that you are bringing it to yourself. So as much as people will say, well, like, it just doesn't seem fair. It keeps happening to like, why me? I haven't I had enough. It is what it is though, right? No, I guess you have not. <laughs> you have not had enough yet because you're still asking for more. And that really rubs some of us wrong. I know I don't like to feel that way. I don't want anyone pointing the finger at me and going, well, you're to blame for your own disaster in your life right now. But guys, there's got to be some accountability here because if we are willing to just say, despite everything that's happened to me, I'm just going to take it as something good will come from this and I don't have to know what it is. I'm letting go of that control or having to know the how it will all come to be. If you can just release that, if you can let it go, stop holding the grudge against life, God, whatever, you know, let it all be. It happened. We don't know why, but it did happen for you. And now let it go and start looking for the amazingness that's going to come. Start saying, like, get curious about it. Like, what good stuff is happening now to this? I can't imagine. But look at it through the positive lens of what good is coming to me. Don't continue to look for what is going to come next. Because when you say statements like, here we go again, or, oh my gosh, what else? You're going to find out. Do you really want to know? Because... That is such a habit that I've had to really work on breaking. I used to say comments like that often. Like, I don't know why, but it just seemed like the thing to say to people. It felt like a social norm to just be like, oh my gosh, right? Here we go again. Of course it happened. You know, all this stuff. It's like this chummy sort of back and forth that we all say. And we don't even realize the power in what we're saying. We are literally saying bring more on. Here it comes again. This is what happens to me. This is my life. Here we go. Like, it's like beckoning it to come forward and just screw with you. You know, stop doing that. Instead, be like, huh, that's crazy. I can't believe it. Like, you know, I I thought it was going to be beautiful today. Like, instead of being like, oh, of course, another rainy day. Of course, because I'm on vacation. This isn't this always the way. Like, that's such silly talk. And it takes some training to get yourself out of the habit of it. You know, instead of coming at it with that foot of like, you know, like Murphy's Law, all these bad things will always happen to me. Instead, being like, wow, this is too bad. I was excited for great weather or whatever. Um... Uh, but maybe, like just maybe, sometimes when we're thrown a bad weather day, just as an example, <laughs> sorry, my dog's tick ticking in behind me. Um, <laughs> but when we're given a bad weather day, there are times when it is a reset for me. Or we have a day where we're playing board games as a family. Or we, um, you know, allow ourselves just the rest that we need. You know, whatever it is, try to find a little gratitude in what you did gain from the day. Because odds are, even if it did rain on your one vacation day, you know, instead of chiming into the isn't it ironic in our head, could we just look at it as like, this must be what I needed. Like just acknowledge that maybe even though I wanted to lay in the sun today, more would happen out of interaction over a board game with my family indoors, you know, or that kind of thing. Like what could we do with this time? Like why is the universe giving me this opportunity? Opportunity. Did you hear that? The rain is the opportunity. It's not the cloud that is coming over your sunshine. And it's that different perspective that 
makes me just stop looking for evidence of crap in my life. I don't look for that. I don't expect it. I expect sunshine and rainbows when it rains and, you know, a warm breeze in my hair even when it's hailing out. Like, I expect the good stuff still. Like, last night is a perfect example. They were calling for hailstones. And I sat with my front windows to my house, wide open to the lake, and felt the warm breeze blowing in my face all night and just kept giving gratitude for how amazing it was. And it was because I found the silver lining. So what if the storm's coming? Stop fretting about the hail. Just enjoy the warm breeze that came with it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can just enjoy the parts that are still a blessing, you'll get more blessings. And there are way less rainy days. And there's like today's a great example. Called for 90% rain all day. I think we got a tiny mist for like about two minutes this morning and it has been partially blue sky all day long. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it rained in town, but it didn't rain at my house. <laughs> and it's not to say we don't need rain and rain is just an example here. But you get what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to just sit all negative pity party all the time because the stuff happens to me. But the awareness that it is happening because it's who I am, that makes me want to be a better person. It makes me want to stay in line with being a person who expects beautiful things, who's grateful for them, who does not sweat the little stuff, who rolls with whatever. That is gold because it makes this ability to, even when like the absolute worst happens, it's always for me now, uh, huh, I wonder what that's about. Like why, I wonder why that had to happen. And I say thank you for it every time. I say thank you when the bad stuff happens. This is real. I am always like, all right, well this is whatever this was, it had to be. So thank you for looking out for me and now I'm gonna be on the lookout for what's coming, you know? That's gotta be the way because sinking into the here we go again that's all i'm saying is this is my caution today don't sink into the why is it always me or assuming that the bad's gonna come or making the com- maybe you don't maybe you are a super super positive person but those little comments because that was what i was guilty of was just when i was chumming around with people like you know it just seemed like the right thing to say like oh i know right isn't it always the way that kind of comment slid out of me so easily all the time in different forms not always the same comment but the same underlying like right i know like this expectation i know figures right like all these little things we say that it's almost like how we're trying to relate with other people because we all understand, yeah, it stinks when that happens. You're looking forward to something and then something bad happens. But to make it sound like, yeah, this is just Murphy's Law and it'll always be is literally going to just keep triggering it for you. So that might be why it always has been for you. That might explain the past. But if you don't want it to explain your future, (laughs) then you got to let it go. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean? Like, I think that acknowledgement of like Murphy's Law is because we have seen it, the law of attraction in action so many times. We were this way and then we got this. Yes, it has happened over and over in a predictable manner for you. But the only way out of it is to stop acknowledging it. You know, don't keep looking at it for that pattern and being like, of course, this happens every time I have a vacation. Well, now, guess what? Next time you have a vacation, I know what you just signed up for. Terrible time. So watch your words so carefully because it's very telling about what is emotionally going on deep inside you. You know, if 
if you're like expecting the worst, it tells something about your emotional state. So your emotions are running the show, guys. So you ha- if you want your emotions in a better place, it's like lead with the foot of talking positively, looking for the best. And sometimes that can lead the way to then, you know, the good feelings inside. And then the good feelings will attract more good stuff. See where I'm going with this? <laughs> because none of us want that, you know, the worst case scenario where now we are just attracting the garbage. Uh, sorry. <laughs> trying to just adjust something here. Um, But it, you know, that that pill to swallow is the fact that we are the creators of our own world. Oh, it's kind of cringeworthy, right? (laughs) It's powerful, guys, is what it is. It should never be cringeworthy. It's only cringeworthy when we know ourselves to be negative because then we know we're painting a very dark picture. It is so empowering when we know that we have a full box of crayons, when we know we could paint anything we want, paint, color, you know what I mean. (laughs) You get the visual. You could create anything, and that's exciting. You know, if you want a great life, you just got to believe it is. You got to see it for what it is. You got to talk about it like it is, and then it will be, and that really is that simple. And that sounds impossible sometimes from the vantage point that you might be standing, which sometimes is a really dark place. And I totally get that. Um, And that's where I say, like, it's sometimes just a nugget, just a little thing. Just don't cancel out the words you're about to say, you know, the the negative talk. Maybe just, um, you know, it's something that simple, so tiny. But if you can do a tiny little act, in a better manner than you did yesterday. You're already working towards improvement, right? And it's way more sustainable when it's small. So don't get down on yourself if all you can muster up is to just not say a complaint (laughs) or to, you know, even just like to see it through the lens of this might not be the worst thing ever. You know, just taking those little steps towards not being totally bummed out or totally annoyed or completely frustrated with the kids or whatever it is, just a little step back from the, how your usual reaction is, even if it's just to acknowledge, because maybe you've never even noticed how you react. Because that for me was step one, was like even just acknowledging, wow, I do do that a lot. I do say things like that more than I thought I did. And it wasn't like I really meant it. It just was coming from a place of relatability. But I was creating with my words because my words and my thoughts lead to emotions, right? So I had to be aware first. So start noticing. And then from there, see if you can budge yourself out of your typical pattern of saying certain things or looking for certain things. And then from there, maybe try to replace it with some positive talk. And then maybe from there, the positive emotion will follow. Do you see where I'm going? <laughs> I just think it's like, it's a very, very easy skipping stone to throw, you know, and see that next ripple lead to the next to the next because we started that snowball moving, right? Like we started the push and it builds and it grows and it builds and it grows and it rolls faster. And, and I just can't, like with the... When it gets to that point, you know, it's like you're at the breaking point, but you didn't even see there were so many little things along the way that if you had just changed that one little thing, right, the whole trajectory changes. But if when you're not noticing it, 
it, you don't notice it until it's really bad, right? And then once things get really bad, you're like, why am I in this hole? And why is it again? And, you know, if you can stop it before it gets all the way down into a hole and you can notice that you're heading down the mountain, then it's easier, so much easier to turn it around. So that's my homework for you. I haven't given a homework assignment in so many episodes. That is my homework assignment for you. Well, let's give two. One, making the list of the joy things, because I think that really helps, guys. It's like a gratitude list, but it's just a list of all the things that bring you joy. Uh, But then also just taking note throughout your day of how often are you in the meh state of mind, how often are you in a good state, you know, being aware of your speech and what you're saying and how you're feeling, just the awareness. This week is about the awareness. And then the reason for the joy list is because it's really good. You don't want to get down on yourself for one. Nobody's judging here. <laughs> Even if you figure out, oh my gosh, I'm constantly in this state. It's There's no judgment around it. That's just more negative energy, right? It's just now that you're aware of it, you can change it. So, you know, that's the awareness piece is important, but having the list of positive things, one, once you start feeling down, it's nice to look, wow, I do have a lot of things that are good in my life, but it can also give you some activities that will help to just inspire and make you feel good. You know what I mean? Throughout the day, try to pick some things that actually get that little bit of like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this going is that you want to get out of the meh state of mind. No more of that. You know, it's too short of a life to waste it on just meh. (laughs) No one wants to be stuck there. We want to be growing. We want to be doing and having fun. And it's, it's achievable is what I'm trying to tell you. Um, and I think maybe for me, it's been like maybe three or four weeks of consistent, consistent redirect. And I have not yet gotten to the point of not having those emotional spikes, but I have gotten myself to the point where I don't have it consuming anything anymore. I have them being very brief moments and usually a quick acknowledgement, quick apologies, quick redirect, and then back on track. So that's definitely my, the, t- the scales are tipping in my favor right now. You know, I'm not letting it consume the bigger part of my day. And so I hope that you can find your way there too, because that's when you start feeling good again. And when you start feeling good again is when the good stuff will start magnetizing towards you and you won't feel like, you know, the magnet for all that is bad anymore. So you won't have that tendency to even want to say like, oh, here we go again. (laughs) Yeah, that one is like probably the worst. And I feel like it's the easiest one to say. I don't know why, but maybe just because so many of us do feel like the constant target of attacks. And so... Yeah, let's start shaking all that crazy talk and make so much more space for the good stuff to even enter in. You know, it can't come in if you have the door slammed shut. So (laughs) open the door, have a great week, and I'm so grateful for everybody who keeps coming back to join me. Guys, I hope you keep listening to this podcast, and I hope you grabbed some useful nuggets today. Um, (laughs) And you know what? I'm totally grateful for all the weird and crazy things that happened that brought me to being able to deliver this message to you today. So if that's why my computer wasn't 
wasn't working and my kids were disruptive or whatever, it, you know, my, my raft went halfway down the lake, you know, <laughs> all those things, they must have been happening so that I had a great message to give. So that's the way I'm going to view it and I'm not going to fear the next thing to come. Because if anything, something good just came to me, so something else that's great will be coming next. <laughs> I hope you guys find great things coming your way too. All right, guys. Thanks again. Bye-bye.